A reading from Ecclesiastes, sections from chapters 1, 8, and 9. The words of the teacher of the assembly, David's son, king in Jerusalem. Perfectly pointless, says the teacher. Perfectly pointless. Everything is pointless. What do people gain from all the hard work that they work so hard at under the sun? I set my mind to know wisdom and to observe the business that happens on earth. Even going without sleep day and night, I observed all the work of God that no one can grasp what happens under the sun. Those who strive to know can't grasp it. Even the wise who are set on knowing are unable to grasp it. So I consider all of this carefully, examining all of it. The righteous and the wise and their deeds are in God's hands, along with both love and hate. People don't know anything that's ahead of them. Everything is the same for everyone. The same fate awaits the righteous and the wicked, the good and the bad, the pure and the impure, those who sacrifice and those who don't sacrifice. The good person is like the wrongdoer. The same holds for those who make solemn pledges and those who are afraid to swear. This is a sad thing about all that happens under the sun. The same fates await everyone. Moreover, the human heart is full of evil. People's minds are full of madness while they are alive and afterward they die. Whoever is among the living can be certain of this. A living dog is definitely better off than a dead lion, because the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing at all. There is no more reward for them, even the memory of them is lost. Their love and their hate, as well as their zeal, are already long gone. They will never again have a stake in all that happens under the sun. Go eat your food joyfully and drink your wine happily because God has already accepted what you do. Let your garments always be white and don't run short of oil for your hair. Enjoy life with your dearly loved spouse all of the days of your pointless life that God gives you under the sun. All of the days of your pointless life. Because that's the part you play in this life and your hard work under the sun. Whatever you are capable of doing, do with all your might because there is no work thought, knowledge, or wisdom in the grade, which is where you are headed. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. I was really delighted to hear some uh, laughter uh, in the midst of that scripture reading. Indeed, uh, a living dog is definitely better off than a dead lion. <laughs> the word of the Lord. Uh, we are starting a series at the beginning of our worship this fall that is on the festival scrolls. And I'm going to say more about the series next week when I think we're going to have a little bit more time in worship. I'm going to try to keep it a little tidy today. Um, but I do want to say that it's based on a book written by a Christian biblical scholar, Hebrew Bible scholar. He's also a pastor and a community organizer. And he's written a book called The Forgotten Books of the Bible. And he talks about these five books of the Bible that are going to be featured. Ecclesiastes, Lamentations, Esther, Ruth, and the Song of Songs as texts that have been very important in Jewish communities and almost completely ignored in Christian communities. 
of course, we have a whole other testament as Christians that is sort of our primary focus, and yet it is true that even among the Hebrew Bible texts, these five get really ignored. In fact, I had this vague recollection of preaching on Ecclesiastes once in my life, so I searched through my computer, and I did find record of one sermon that I preached on the book of Ecclesiastes in my preaching class at seminary. So I have never preached Ecclesiastes, not even once in on my way to 20 years of church ministry. So in fact, the author of Ecclesiastes may be wrong. There may be something new under the sun. The new thing under the sun is that I'm preaching Ecclesiastes this morning. Hello. So we hear at the beginning, the very beginning of Ecclesiastes, that the, this is the teacher, the teacher who is offering wisdom sayings. And I want to say that in Hebrew, the word for that teacher is Kohelet. So I'm going to also use that term. Kohelet is sort of the name of the teacher who is offering these teachings. Ecclesiastes is like the Greek translation and the Latin translation of the Bible, the Septuagint. It's complicated. We don't really know who wrote this, but whoever wrote it is taking on the name or the identity, the role of teacher, Kohelet. Ecclesiastes, which literally is actually assembler or gatherer. It is the one who is teaching the assembly. And so someone has written this text wanting to teach the assembly some wisdom. Well, that wisdom, as you heard over and over from Naomi and Esben, thank you, for giving voice to our text this morning. In the translation they read, it's perfectly pointless, perfectly pointless, and all your pointless life. Pointless, 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 pointless. Some of you may be more familiar with the NRSV, and that is vanity of vanities, says the teacher or gatherer, assembler. Vanity of vanities, again, all is vanity. And then that's the refrain throughout Ecclesiastes, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. This is not vanity as in being vain, looking at yourself in the mirror and feeling pleased with what you see. This is the vanity, actually, that is more connected to the Hebrew word, which is breath or mist or vapor, vaporous. So this is something that is ephemeral. It is here today and it is gone tomorrow. Breath, mist, vapor. That's the vanity of vanities. All is vanity that Kohelet is teaching the assembly. Now, uh, it is interesting that in the translation that we heard this morning, that they take this vapor and turn it into perfectly pointless. That is one way to go with vapor. If something is vaporous, and it, then it's perfectly pointless. But I like to think about, um, it's sort of a nihilism, right? A nihilism, that life has no meaning, that this is all pointless, you're living out your pointless lives, carry on and love your spouse with all your pointless days. That's what Kohelet says. Uh, eat bread, drink wine, 
live with your spouse all your pointless days of your pointless life. I'm not sure that's the only translation, though, of that vanity of vanities, the breath, the mist, the vapor. I think there's something in there that says it's ephemeral, that it's here today and gone tomorrow and not necessarily pointless, maybe, but maybe not. One of the teachers in this congregation for me uh, has been Lisa Bade, who taught me about ephemeral art. Of course, she's done art for a long time, worship art, for as long as I've been here, so for more than seven years, and I think long before that, has created worship art for us. And those of you who were worshiping with us through the summer, you'll notice that there's art that was here that we created through the summer together that's gone. It's gone. There was a, a postcard, you recall, painted on this wall, and we all added our covenant. Yes, that just got painted right over. No permanence to it whatsoever. It's still there under the layers, but it was here, and it served its purpose, and then we release it. Does that mean it was meaningless? Perfectly pointless? I'd say no. I am grateful to Lisa for many things, but for that teaching about ephemeral art, it's something that she has been called to and creates in her life. Art that is beautiful, that speaks to a moment, that is part of a movement, that uh, tells a story, and then is released and gone. And I think there's something in that in Ecclesiastes. There's something of that in Ecclesiastes. So there could be nihilism here. It could mean that because all of life is vapor, that it's meaningless and pointless. But it also could mean that it's precious. That it's precious in the moment when it's real. And that's the moment that is to be embraced and savored. At least for me, I don't encounter a pure nihilism in Ecclesiastes, at least not right now. Maybe at another time in my life I might. Right now, I don't encounter a pure nihilism, that everything is pointless and meaningless. I experience, experience Kohelet, the teacher, the gatherer of Ecclesiastes, I experience Kohelet as a realist. Life is unfair. Everything is the same for everyone. The same fate awaits the righteous and the wicked. This is the rain falls on both alike kind of thinking. The same fate awaits everyone. So Kohelet is a realist. Life is unfair, period. We're pretty powerless to understand life or to control its outcomes. No one, Ecclesiastes writes, can grasp what happens under the sun. No one, those who strive to know it, can't know it. Everybody is unable to grasp it. Kohelet is a realist in this. We're powerless to understand life fully or to control its outcomes. Yep, how many of you would like to control some different outcomes than you've experienced in your life? And we are all mortal. That's another realism that Kohelet brings. We're all dying. Everybody is headed towards the grave. We are not much longer for this world. And so in the face of this inscrutability of life 
the vaporousness of life here today, gone tomorrow, the, the mortality of our bodies and our lives, in the face of all of that, I see Kohelet still struggling, refusing to let go of God altogether, still trying to be in relationship and figure it out. I experience Kohelet wondering and considering how we might live meaningfully in the face of the vaporousness of life. So at least for now, I don't see a pure nihilism, but you may, you may, and I'm here to say that's okay. You may. I think that's one of the most beautiful gifts of Ecclesiastes being in our text, much to the chagrin of some. There were many along the way who did not want this book to stay in the canon of our sacred texts. So much to the chagrin of many, I think the beauty of this being here is that it makes clear that there is in fact room for everyone under the sun. So if this text feeds your own nihilism, your own sense of meaninglessness or powerlessness in the world, there's room for you. There's room for you in our sacred text and there is room for you in our sacred community. And I think that's one of the most amazing gifts of Ecclesiastes at all, is that it creates that spaciousness and that room. If you carry deep skepticism about the meaningfulness of life, you belong. You belong in the sacred text and you belong in this sacred community. Because let's be honest, if you're not carrying that skepticism right now, you maybe did at one point, and you maybe will again in the future. So I'm going to reread that very last section from NRSV. So the different translation than what we heard today. Oh, 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 I have the wrong. Wait, I need to. I wrote down the thing, but now I have the wrong one. Nine, seven to ten. There we go. <clears throat> so, Kohelet says in Ecclesiastes, Go, eat your bread with enjoyment, and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has long ago approved what you do. Let your garments always be white, and do not let oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with the spouse, with the friends, with the family, with the community that you love all the days of your vain, vaporous, ephemeral, here today and gone tomorrow life that are given to you under the sun. Because that is your portion in life. That is your portion in life. That is your portion in life and in your toil at which you toil under the sun. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with might, for there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in the grave to which you are going. It's not a bad way to kick off a new year together. Eat bread, drink wine, put your best self into your labors and do them with as much joy as possible, for we are all dying.
true? True. So embrace the preciousness of each ephemeral day. Savor each moment, which is your portion of life under the sun. For God goes with you, and may it be so. Amen.